This week we're going to be talking about the week of April 24th through the 30th. We're going to be healing our past insecurities with compassion. I'm going to be sharing about some heavy news that I got this week. Scott's going to answer a bunch of questions from the listeners. And this week, the planetary and astral energy is going to be guiding you to delve into your past to take care of yourself courageously in order to uncover the roots of your psychological baggage. The more you can show yourself compassion and kindness, the greater your courage will be to face your insecurities. From there, you will find greater appreciation for your values, evaluating your self-worth. Stay tuned. The Weekly Transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Scott. Hi, Ingrid. Woo. Oh, <laughs> man. It has been an intense, an intense 24 hours. Yeah? Yeah. Um, maybe I can share a little and you can give me some insight yeah, on what sure. the fuck is going on. Tell me. What's happening? Um, one of my very close friends got diagnosed with a brain tumor. Oh, boy. It's not cancerous. She just had a kid. She's going to have to get it out. She's a musician. She's going to lose hearing in one of her ears. Oh, my God. Um, she could possibly have, like, facial paralysis and probably have to learn how to walk again. Oh, my God. So that's that's happening, which I've wow. never really had anyone close to me go through something like that. Yeah. My parents were having some sort of, I don't know, big relationship issue. My dad texted me asking if I think he's a dick. And I said, yes, apparently. And apparently my sister and my aunt said that he like asked everyone if everyone thinks he's a dick. That's rough to hear. I mean, he's not always a dick, you know, but I feel like he has just, he's not a good communicator. And when he's agitated, he doesn't know how to talk about it. And then he just keeps it in and he walks around being a dick to everybody. And when I see him, I'm always just like, well, just tell everyone what's wrong so we can like, you know, adapt or figure it out. But anyways, everyone apparently said he was a dick. So he had to go like collect himself and spent a day. He kind of ran away for the day and everyone was kind of worried. And I don't know, hopefully maybe it's a good thing that everyone told him that he's an asshole. Mm. It just felt really stressful and brought up a lot of like childhood shit of just like unease and worrying about, you know my family and my parents because i always want mm. them to be okay like i just want my dad to be happy and even mm-hmm. my sister said something like i tried to make it like funny when i wrote him back to just be like well yeah you i mean this is the funniest text ever but of course like mom's not wrong i think he was like mom said i'm a dick does anyone else think so mm-hmm. and everyone was like yeah i mean kind of you know mm. he can be really like loving and fun and like hilarious and like giving he's very like generous but you know, he, that doesn't mean he's not a dick at the same time. Yeah. So there well, was that. And then okay. an, another friend of mine found out that one of their family members was getting molested oh by someone in the family. And <sighs> I, all of this just felt like a lot of uh, heaviness and yeah. 
yeah, I don't know what was happening. Just all of this stuff coming out. There's a lot happening. I mean, when you think of where the planets are right now, so there's Mars, the god of war, in Cancer. Cancer is ruled by the moon. The moon reflects the light of the sun. Therefore, the light that is emanating off of the moon is past light. Therefore, the moon represents your past, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you and your ancestors. Therefore, cancer represents the past, your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you and your ancestors. So Mars, the god of war in cancer, is creating conflict within home and family environments in order to encourage us to take a authentic look at our past yeah to get clarity on the past by delving into the past so there's that then there's also chiron and jupiter in aries chiron the wound in the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound jupiter the god of thunder lord of justice the planet of luck and expansion in aries the sign, the cardinal fire sign that's ruled by Mars, the sign that represents authenticity, courage, self-love, is bringing up issues of self-love, where our insecurities are being brought to the surface so that we can see who we are in reality, authentically. So like hearing about your dad, it's like shocking for him to receive this information, but he's asking for you, your sister, your aunt, to be authentic with him. Mm -hmm. And when you were, you gave him some news that was upsetting and created insecurity within him. Yeah, just the self-reflection on like him and the way he's been in the past. It's just so interesting because I've... Like, how does he not know that that's how he is all the time? I'm like, don't you realize you're always in like a lot of the time you're in a bad mood? Like, you think that we don't notice? Like, do you not notice yourself that that's how you're living? Like, it's just the whole thing feels very, yeah, very self-reflective. I'm like, maybe it's a good thing. For some reason, it brought a little bit of humor for me to mm-hmm. have that being asked. I'm just like, yeah, just, did you, you didn't notice that that's how you, that people might perceive you that way when you're always so irritable? The thing <laughs> like, is, is mind-blowing to me. Well, but think about it. Like, how self-aware really are we? You know, when we started doing this podcast and you were listening to yourself for the first time Mm -hmm. and how uncomfortable that made you and like all the different post-it notes that you've made and put up around, you're like, I say this word too much or I do this all the time. It's like things that you didn't notice. Yeah, I didn't even hear about it. Yourself. You didn't hear it. But now <laughs> yeah. you're listening to it on the podcast and you're like, oh my God, that's how I sound. You're so, I mean, you're so right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Then there's Saturn moving through Pisces. Saturn, the planet of reality, restriction, responsibility. Mm-hmm. Pisces, the sign that rules the unconscious, oh where my we gosh. keep all of our psychological baggage, the guilt, the shame, the regret, the blame. So, really having to take a hard, realistic look at everything that's going on beneath the surface with us. Mm-hmm. And then thinking about 
Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planetary ruler of Scorpio, the sign of secrets and sex, is now transiting through Aquarius. So I feel like, you know, we're just dipping our toe into this energy, but yeah. I feel like a lot of secrets yeah. are going to come to light regarding sex and deviancies that occur between people like molestation and that sort of thing coming to light maybe secret societies coming to light mm -hmm. uh during this pluto in aquarius transit not necessarily right now but you know it's going to be there for 20 years it's it's there until june 11th and it goes back to capricorn but when you think about when pluto was in capricorn right and it's going back to capricorn but think about harvey weinstein and bill cosby and you know matt lauer like the list goes charlie rose the list goes on and on and on of all of these public figures that were in positions of authority which authority represents is represented by capricorn because it's the goat and the goats on the top of the mountain all these people that were in positions of authority that were abusing their power by being sexually abusive to other people, Pluto, Lord of the Underworld, brings light to the darkness. Yeah. And so now it's going to start doing that in society Fuck. with Aquarius. It's just so crazy. It does. It happens in these waves and these cycles. It just feel like it's everywhere. I'm just always hearing about some new secret, something super fucked up that's been happening. Mm -hmm. And that's like, you know, in society, but also in just like my personal relationships. There's just like every time somebody shares, it's just like, fuck, what is going on? Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, being able to really take a look at ourselves, the psychological baggage, and then the way that putting that out into the world is going to shift society as like all these secrets come to light. It's, it definitely is a death of the old way of how things were, which I mean, you think of like the fifties, sixties, like, and the family unit. I mean, I wasn't alive during that time, but you know, thinking about like my parents, you know, everything was a secret. Nobody talked about anything. All these things were still happening, but nobody ever talked about it. Just you pretend nothing, nothing happened. So there's like the in between of, society shifting and being able to talk about these things and like unpack the guilt and the shame that goes along with all of that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm feeling almost like hung over today from all of the, the news. Mm -hmm. Not That's necessarily heavy. feeling. Yeah. Just feeling like my, my mind just feels like I, I don't even know how to process reality. Mm-hmm. They just all feel, it all feels very surreal. Mm -hmm. um, we usually answer questions at the beginning of the podcast. If anyone wants to write in, if you write us through the Spotify app, there's a Q&A section. You can write us your questions. We'll answer them here on the podcast. And then people often write us on Instagram or YouTube. And if you answer, if you ask a question on those channels, we'll answer it on the channels that you ask them in. But if you want one answered here on the podcast, then write us through Spotify. But someone said, I swear I saw Scott crossing the street in my neighborhood, Miss Kiva Siani. <laughs> All right. 
Well, Kiva, where do you where do you live? What neighborhood do you live in? Maybe I was crossing the street in your neighborhood. Um, yeah, I'm curious to know. I saw that. I was like, okay, well, wh what neighborhood? <laughs> you know, where do you live? Um, I mean, if you're in Southern California, there's a strong possibility it was me. <laughs> I'm curious to know, though. I hope she, I hope Kiva writes back and tells us where what neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. I do always get like the doppel doppelganger thing, though. People are always saying they meet my twin. Always been like that. Um, all right. Now I have some question questions. Okay. Which This one is from Lacrosse Ortiz. They said, how okay. does a, a yod, Y-O-D, affect yeah. when pointed to Saturn? I don't, I don't know what that, me personally, I don't know what a yod is. Yeah, a yod. A yod is, it's, it's when you have two planets that are sextile to each other, and those two planets are connecting to a third planet that is, in, in in conjunctions so okay. it's like this triangle that looks like i don't know if if this uh it's like it's like that so you have like two sense. planets here and then one up here and um and that's what that is so uh you know i would say that well and, and first of all like yod um like, why do they even call it a yod? I'm like looking that up right now because I'm not even. It sounds like Hebrew sure or they, something. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's like a Hebrew uh, word, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, but basically, you know what? What I would, how I would interpret that um, is, so yeah, it means the finger of God. Oh shit! Yeah. The oh shit! Of God. This is intense. So They're I would all pointing that, it. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say that if if there is Saturn at the end of the yod, you know, it all depends on what are the other two planets involved. But either way, Saturn is grounding it. It's it's requiring work. So say it's a yod with Saturn at the tip. And the two other points are the sun and Venus, let's say. Um, well, or let's say like the sun and Mars. The sun and Mars. That would indicate that, you know, you have to take responsibility for yourself and your actions in life. You have a lot of work to do around that. Uh, it also depends on, you know, what signs are these planets in, which houses are they in? I mean, it, yeah. it all layers the theme, but at the, at the base of it all, any connection to Saturn is requiring work, responsibility. It may not be easy for you to activate the energy that is involved here, but the more that you commit to doing the work, the more that you will receive the reward for this alignment. What were the alignments again? It's two conjunctions and a... No, it would be a, a sextile. So you have in conjunctions. Two in conjunctions. In conjunctions. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm... Two, yeah. I'm, oh, I was thinking like there... It looks like there's some sort of a gift happening, which may make it like mm -hmm. easy, but then the responsibility is going to come in and tie into those other two energies and kind of like you said, ground it where it's like, oh, you have to... You do have to do the work. So there can be like the both 
both sides of um whatever whatever these energies that are the two uh planets yeah um whatever those two planet energies are it's like there may be some you know a little bit of dichotomy some ease but also some discomfort with the responsibility that's going to be brought to it yeah there is a gift there but like you said there there's responsibility to opening the gift um all right i'm going to move on to miss amelia Heyman. i think amelia this is a <laughs> she said if you have someone whose chart really doesn't match them and they refuse to acknowledge astrology because of it how would you approach an astrological conversation with them i the only time i've ever had somebody's chart who didn't match them was because they gave me the wrong time of birth so uh and then they found the right time of birth and it was like okay now this makes more sense i've never had i've never done a reading in the hundreds or even over thousand readings that i've done like i've never had anyone that's like "Mm, nah, that's not me um so if i I think it sounds it sounds like this person is i'm assuming the person she's talking about is someone who's like oh i don't believe in astrology and she wants to have an astrological how does she bring it up astrologically so for me you know i just i don't think it's even important like it sounds like maybe she's trying to prove to someone that astrology is real is what yeah, i that's I mean, just my guess here and it's just, yeah if you're trying to prove to somebody who has no interest in astrology then you know i would rather not waste my time doing that they refuse to acknowledge astrology because of that mismatch yes that. but she's also saying if someone whose chart doesn't really match them, like that's where that you throw me off on that because every chart matches whoever it mm-hmm. the chart belongs to. So um, maybe they just don't want to be self-reflective and, or, I mean, it's also just not for everybody. Everybody can find a different tool. Like some people love meditation. It works for them. Other people, they, you know, have a strong aversion to it. So it's like, if they're not interested in it, and they don't believe in what you believe, then that's okay too. Like it's supposed to be for a self-reflective path for us. Like we don't really have to have everyone believe in what we believe for it to be powerful and transformational in our lives. I think it's important though to, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I would want to ask Amelia, like, you know, are you pushing astrology on this person and they don't want to know anything about astrology or is it somebody who's genuinely interested in astrology, but then feels like their chart doesn't match them. So now they don't believe in astrology or acknowledge astrology, but you know, so how do I put this? Uh, It's important to, to understand how to communicate the language though. I mean, sometimes that can be the challenge. Like I come across people sometimes where say I'm in a social situation where people don't know that I'm an astrologer and I will start talking to them or somebody brings up astrology and then I say a couple things. You see people get tense. Uh, they get nervous sometimes when when they hear me start talking about astrology. And I think that there is a lot of fatalism involved in communicating the language. Like I met this woman a few weeks ago at a social 
gathering I was at and and it became clear to her that I was that I had knowledge of astrology and she asked me like well what about um what about someone who's born on this day and I was like well you know I mean you're this but like do you do you have the time of birth place of birth she's like yeah she gave it all to me so I was like okay she's like well I have some friends that are telling me that you know I have something in this house of death you know what does that mean she was like really kind of nervous about mm. and I and I and I explained it to her in the way that I do where I'm like you know it's death and rebirth and and she's like, well, do you know, like when, how I'm going to die or, you know, I'm like, I don't do those sorts of things. Like, I feel like some people, like they read in a book that if you're born with a planet in this house, then it means that this is what's going to happen to yeah. you. And I don't buy into that song and dance. Um, you are the one that are in charge of your own system here. And it's by understanding uh, the energy that allows you to guide it appropriately. And, and by the end of our conversation, she was relieved because she was afraid that, you know, something bad was going to happen to her. And who knows, maybe something will, I don't know. But, um, but we don't have to put that on people because that that's kind of like, um, it's like, I feel like that's dark magic. You know, you're, you're, you're being suggestive and you're manipulating somebody and you're putting power over them, uh, that is not in the light. You're not empowering somebody. You're, you are, uh, degrading them. And, and that's not how to work with this energy. Yeah. I hope we answered your question, Amelia. We have another one from Chloe, which I kind of feel like is a bit of the, along what you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. She says she has a hard time understanding Chiron. She has Chiron and Leo, Chiron and Leo in my in her twelfth house. And during a past reading, I was told I was destined to meet my husband, Leo's rising sun and moon. Is that right, or is that BS? <laughs> I would say that's BS. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Because, I mean, think about how many people were born with Chiron and Leo in the twelfth house. Is every single person that was born with Chiron in Leo in the 12th house uh, married to a Leo rising, Leo sun, Leo moon? I mean, that is extreme. I don't know who you were talking to or why they said that to you, but if they said that based on Leo being in Chiron or Chiron being in Leo in your 12th house, it makes absolutely no sense to me. Would, um, would it be a good, like, would it be a good match for someone with that? Or you need to know more about their birth I chart? I need to know more about their birth chart. Okay. You know, I, like you have to understand that like Chiron isn't a sign for like seven years. So you're saying, you know, and, and Chiron is in the 12th house for a few hours every day. So we're talking about literally thousands upon thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are born with Chiron in the 12th house. How is it possible for all of those people yeah. to marry somebody who is a I mean, Leo rising sun and moon? I mean, also when you say destined, she's just saying, am I destined for this? That's what they said. It's like, well, yeah, that's not, we, like, I, you always say about partners, like we choose them. Like, there's there are many people that can be compatible for us but it's mm -hmm. 
because people always ask you like are we meant to be together and you, and you like i think you say something like if you're meant to be together like you're choosing to be together you're not meant to you either choose it or you don't choose it i don't know you have okay, more they'll, they'll, way of ask, saying it. they'll ask me like oh well are we meant to be together i'm like well you're together right <laughs> so obviously that's what was meant to be you are together does that mean you're going to be together till death do you part i don't know that's up to you yeah. um so i mean i believe in fate and destiny and those sorts of things but there is also the choices that you're making there's consequences to those choices mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean i, mean, I think I, it's just also to like when you put people in a box be like oh i'm destined to meet this type of person like do you have these things and if you have these specific alignments i know that it's meant to be and at least for me personally i i kind of shy away from knowing more until i really feel like the chemistry and some sort of a commitment or like draw to somebody before I, like if it's just like a casual meeting of friends i like finding out about people's charts i think it's fun and connecting but when it comes to like finding a romantic partner i weirdly feel like i just want to go based on intuition first and as i get to know somebody then you know scott's over here being like i want to know right away that's where we differ yeah 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 but you know <laughs> some something about just you know putting somebody in a box i kind of like to be you know maybe maybe you find out later that that person is the leo sun moon and rising but i think when you go into it being like oh this is the person for me because of the alignments i don't know if that's necessarily good idea like maybe you're not even looking at red flags because you're looking at like you know people are like oh do they hike do they wear this certain outfit where do they hang out with foods do they, are they vegan like do, are there religious things the same? Do, if they check all the boxes and there's a sun moon and rising are all in the spots that they're supposed to then that means something and it's like well that doesn't always mean anything you can have everything in common with the perfect you know quote unquote alignments and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best fit for you so i don't know that's my take on yeah well i mean it all depends on how everyone's working with the energy i definitely yeah. you know like when i, I mean, met you Gab and gabriella yeah <laughs> when i met her I, I was like send me your birth time yeah like before i even met her i mean and, you guys had like the craziest meeting story ever yeah and i feel like that's all about you know and that was based on just on your alignment so well i mean when we finally like yeah it is a crazy story because i sent her a message on a dating app and she responded almost two years later and uh but then when she did respond i asked her what her birth information was and there were some alignments that i liked and so i was like okay this is worth my time and energy and uh it has been I think, of course yeah, we I have think so. our, it works out very well yeah of course we have our challenges as well just as anyone does i mean i've never looked at two people's charts and been like oh there's no issues here um this is a fantasy land <laughs> yeah there's gifts and challenges mm -hmm. and you need those challenges to like spurn the growth um and then i have one more question that also kind of ties into these uh, she says, Storytime Photography asks, isn't Ingrid's North Node in her first house? Recently, well, I honestly can't remember ever, so uh, Scott will know. Um, she it says, is. She's, <laughs> she says, recently I discovered my husband and I are both 11 house North Leo North Nodes. Would love to hear any thoughts you have on partners sharing North Node signs and placements. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I mean, 
I think that uh, you're here to support each other in following your soul, soul's purpose. You know, being born with the North Node in Leo in the 11th house is a a precarious or somewhat complex position because the 11th house is associated with the 11th sign, which is Aquarius. If you're born with the North Node in Leo, then that means your South Node is in Aquarius. If you're born with the North Node in the 11th house, it's in Aquarius. The South Node's in the 5th house in Aquarius. The 5th house is associated with the 5th sign, which is Leo. But this is what happens to people who are born like with uh, Libra rising or Virgo rising, maybe Scorpio rising too. But uh, they have like upside down charts where a, a, a planet will be in a sign in a house that is opposite the sign that the planet is in. Mm -hmm. So they need to learn to be, to embrace their sovereignty within the community. They need to, you're, you're, you and your husband are the king and the queen, mm -hmm. but you have to shine your light and share your warmth with the group, the club, the organization, the social network or cause. So it's important for you to, um, to be bright, to, to be the center of attention, but make sure that you're you're sharing that attention with others. That's the focus of the Leo North Node in the eleventh house. Okay, um, I think we're. Shall we get into the week? I know you had an announcement sure. before we start. Oh yeah, so uh, I'm gonna be. I was a guest on uh, Ray a Sun Astrology podcast. Uh, which is an astrology podcast by Raya Marshall. She was uh, a client of mine long ago, and now she's like blossomed into an amazing an astrologer. And she has a podcast called Ray a Sun Astrology, and she had me on as a guest. Yeah, so her name is Raya Marshall. And the the astrology podcast is like R A Y and then A, so Ray A uh, and then Sun Astrology Podcast. Okay. So she had me on to do as a guest to cover the astrology for May. So it's awesome. coming out on April thirtieth, the end of this week. And I really encourage you to listen. We had a really fun time chatting and discussing what's going on for the whole month of May. Yay. It's going to be uh, quite a month, I think, uh, especially the middle of the month could be very, very intense. So you can hear what Raya and I have to say about this. She's very bright, knows her astrology very well. So I, see I definitely her yeah i see her instagram posts and she's really dope so that's very exciting i can't wait to hear yes she's uh, a fellow virgo about. she's a fellow yeah. virgo ingrid so yeah aquarius moon leo rising that's raya's triad <laughs> so yeah well congratulations on your podcast raya and i'm excited to hear what scott has to say about next month everybody go take a listen yes um and then before we get into the week uh if you 
if you would like to get the most out of the podcast, the best way to do it is to follow along visually. Scott put together a book, The Basics of Astrology. It has all the signs and symbols that we show here on the video podcast. If you're watching, it would be on YouTube if you haven't seen it or on Spotify, there's a video as well. Um, or if you're not watching the video, you can follow on you can follow along, go to the website, theweeklytransit.com, click on forecast. We go over each day of the week. It shows the actual alignments, the signs and symbols. Uh, it's color coded so you can tell the elements that are behind everything. And all the journal prompts that Scott asks me on there will be on the website as well. Yes. And then if you want to buy the book, it's on Amazon or you can go to the website, just go to the show notes. And if you don't like listening to the whole intro and you just want to get into the week, or if you want to go check on a certain day of the week, scroll all the way to the bottom. My sister, actually, she listens to the podcast and she was like, where you keep saying show notes and there's these, or you keep saying the time markers and I can't find them. So if you just click in the description of the podcast, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, there are time markers. So it just has each minute marker, but it's all the way at the bottom. We have all our little plugs for, you know, signing up for moon classes or getting a reading or buying the book. And then at the bottom will be the time markers. So if you have a shitty day on Wednesday, you just click on Wednesday and you see what the <laughs> fuck is going on. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. I think that's all the announcements. Oh, if you want to buy the book in person, we have our book in, uh, Spellbound Sky. <laughs> uh, if you want to buy The Basics of Astrology, the book, it is in in person. It's in Spellbound Sky. It's in Silver Lake, right across from Erewhon. It's a really beautiful crystal shop. Scott is friends with the owners. They are just so lovely. This the, the store is just beautiful. So if you have not been, you should go check it out and then go buy the book while you're there. And it's also at the Crystal Shrine. The Crystal in, Shrine, yes. In Burbank. Yeah. So Spellbound Sky in LA, Crystal Shrine in Burbank. So yes, check it out. Should we thank our sponsors? Ah, yes, please. <laughs> yes. So we want to thank Jessica, Kendra, Larry, Jasmine, Brenna, Barbara, Grace, Janelle, Vincent and Michelle, Clarissa, Nicole, Aline, Cassie, Merdinas, Brooke, Ricky, Amaranth, Annie, Amber, Stephanie, Deborah, Haley, Janine, Carrie, and Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. It allows us to do, it allows us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. If you'd like to support the podcast, if you go to the show notes, there's a support link. You can donate $1, $5, or $10 a month, and we appreciate it so much. Or if there are plenty of other ways to support the podcast, you can rate us five stars on any of the platforms. You can write us a review. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can share it with your friends. You can share it on your social media. Yes. Did I Thank get all you. the things? I think so. Yeah, totally. You can buy the book, of course. Yes, yes. That's it. Awesome. Thank you, Ingrid. So yes. I guess Thank let's you, get in. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Let's get into the week. We're talking about the week of April 24th to the 30th. And beginning on Monday, April 24th, 
we are looking at Saturn, the god of wealth and time, the planet of restriction, responsibility, hard work, achievement, and authority in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish, Pisces, forming an aspect, a sextile to the north node and the sun and a trine to the moon. So the north node is the karmic pathway of the soul or soul's purpose, which is conjunct at the same degree in the same sign as the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality. Both of these are in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull, Taurus, and they too are aspecting the moon, the planet of emotions, in the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab, which is ruled by the moon, Cancer. So a lot happening today. What we're seeing here, this was an aspect we've been, we were talking all last week about Saturn sextile the North Node. It's been sextiling the North Node. It's been in alignment with the North Node since April 14th. It's going to continue to be in alignment uh, for the next day and even in the days following, but tomorrow it finally, Saturn finally moves to five degrees. So it moves away a little bit from the North Node. But this is kind of like that final crescendo of this aspect where we're bringing in the sun, the vital light of the sun, uh, which is really shining a light on your self-worth and what you value. And understanding the nature of that self-worth and what you value based on your past. That mm -hmm. is the moon in cancer and how the past affects your unconscious, which is Saturn in Pisces. So taking a real look at what's going on beneath the surface with you and where that stems from in your life. I mean, I think just, just in recognizing why we have the self-worth that we do if we're especially if we're having self-esteem issues self-worth issues that it that it is rooted in our past our self-worth is something that we do have to work on it's not it's not always i mean it can be something that we just have but it's usually based on our past our childhood our relationships that we've had all affect how we feel about ourselves yeah so, so I, I i just can't help but think about your dad in this moment you know mm -hmm. it's like what was his childhood like? Did he feel yeah. like he was somebody who was recognized by his parents and they spent a lot of time showing him attention? Probably not, you know? And so he's in this new situation with this new family, his wife and his two daughters, and he desperately wants your attention and doesn't know how to go about receiving your attention in a way that is not deemed aggressive by the three of you well i mean i think part of that past thing is that i think i mentioned before like nobody really talked about anything you don't talk about anything back mm -hmm. in the day like mm -hmm. there were so many family secrets and i think that that has carried on and he just has like this outlook i think just from that generation it's like you just move on. And I'm like, you obviously haven't, you're carrying all this stuff with you that you haven't processed mm -hmm. and it's affecting your communication. There's so much built up 
then instead of being able to have an ease of sharing, it just feels like there's so much, uh, like, yeah, just pent up that hasn't been released and been able to talk about that. It's not easy to just open your mouth when you have so much stuff that you haven't shared in the past that you haven't been able to talk about. So everything just feels like, uh, like, I think he just has, would I'm sure he would feel so much better if he communicated. Usually my go-to thing when I see him being agitated, I'm like, dad, just tell me what's wrong. Mm-hmm. I, he's like, I don't, I can't say anything. Cause everyone's going to think I'm me. And I'm like, we already think you're being a dick because we <laughs> know you and you're stomping around. We could see it in your energy. You're not hiding it. It's not mm-hmm. doing anyone any good. We still feel it. And you're keeping it all in. We'd much rather you actually share with us and tell us why you're irritated because we care about you. We'd much rather know because then we can adapt or we can help you or we can change something like we're more than happy to maybe make an adjustment that might make you feel better, but he doesn't feel comfortable doing that. So he keeps it all to himself, which is really sad. I'm like, I don't want him to feel like that all the time. I wish he had an easier time sharing, but I think that's just not what he was taught growing up. So it makes it so much Mm -hmm. harder. Mm -hmm. Well, this, this aspect with Saturn and Saturn just in general transiting through Pisces over the next three years is it's pushing us to do the work required to be compassionate with yourself and empathetic to others. And that's not necessarily easy. It's actually hard. I mean, just that last week I was being so hard on myself because I mm -hmm. didn't want myself to come across as mad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like seeing it in myself, even though when I see it in other people, it's easier to have compassion and be like, oh, well, what was happening? Why, why couldn't you share? Like you didn't get taught, taught how, and mm-hmm. yeah, having compassion, like, I think if he had more compassion for himself, it would soften him. Yes. Yes. And, and having compassion for your past, your past mm-hmm. self, empathy for your past self and, and, and really taking time to nurture yourself as well. Yeah. I mean, the Saturn in Pisces, I've had so many people since it moved into Pisces are like, what's going on? I just feel so delirious and, and like dazed. It's because we're just stuck in our mental unconscious frame and we don't even realize what's going on. So, I mean, Saturn is bringing reality to the dream or bringing the dream to reality. And it's hard Fuck. to process. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Those, yeah. It's yeah. hard to look at sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or it just absolutely. is hard to look at a lot yeah, of the Yeah, but you can't, you can't ignore it now. So so the question is, is, what is the status of your unconscious? Are you showing yourself compassion? Are you being empathetic to others? Do you have faith that everything that's going on is is going to work out in some way, shape, or time, some way, shape, or form, it's hard. It's not easy to think that way. So, but that's the challenge. That's where we need to grow over the next few years. Yeah. I think this could be like a a nice day for healing your past, your psychological baggage, your self-worth. Absolutely. Yeah. Saying, you know, I am worth this. And the reason why I didn't think I was worth this was because this happened to me in the past. And I understand that this happened to me in the past for these reasons. And it filtered through my unconscious and I've been running on autopilot all these years and I'm not 
really valuing myself the way that I should be. But instead of beating myself up for that, I'm going to be compassionate to myself. And I'm going to say, it's okay. And now I'm not going to be that way anymore. I'm going to have faith that moving forward, things are going to be better because of the way that I'm treating myself in my mind. I like that. So moving on to Tuesday, April 25th, we have Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini, forming a positive sextile with Chiron, the wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram, Aries. So relationships, insecurities within relationships, they're coming to light right now. This is the conscious mind uh, is come is bringing these insecurities to light. So what questions are you afraid to ask in your close personal relationships? Where do you feel most insecure? Are there any questions that a partner is asking you that you feel insecure to answer that question? This is, yeah. Or what? Or what, what questions are you scared that your partner might ask you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But hopefully there's going to be some good conversations. Yesterday was the healing. Now today we can start talking about the healing. Maybe we're mm-hmm. bringing things up that we haven't talked about in the yeah. past because yeah. we were too afraid to, but now we've sort of, we've worked on, we're working on healing our inner thoughts and now we can express that to the ones that we are in relationship with. And hopefully, you know, they'll turn around and say, oh my God, I, can't believe you felt that way. Like Aww. I'm here for you. You know, I love you. Like everything is good. Um, so, or I mean, yes. it might bring some more stuff up when you get asked questions or you're getting curious, you're on, you know, the layers of the onion, you're seeing deeper and deeper in there. So that can, even though it's maybe a good thing, it's still could be uncomfortable to hear the answers to these questions. Well, and I think that the more, you're avoiding the conversation through this energy, the more uncomfortable it's going to be. Yeah. So if it's feeling uncomfortable to have the conversation, it's going to feel less comfortable by continuing to avoid the conversation. So have the conversation will clear the energy. Ask the questions. Encourage your partners to ask you questions about what they want to know about you. I mean, I think in my childhood and then in like some of my past relationships, there there would be some sort of explosion. And then afterwards, instead of clearing the air and asking the questions to really get to the bottom of it and kind of keep the conversation going to solve an issue, it would just get swept under the rug. You don't even talk about it. You pretend like nothing even happened. And it's mm. just like, well, that's not doing any good. Obviously, there was an issue that needed to come out. And then instead of afterwards asking the questions to to get to the bottom of it, just, you know, sweeping it back under the rug. And like, that's not like this day is about not sweeping shit back under the rug. Exactly. It's about clearing the air. Yeah. Clearing the air. Okay. Moving on to Wednesday, April 26th. The moon continuing through Cancer now aligns in a positive sextile with Uranus. The 
planet of revolution, the primordial sky god, the planet of rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected in Taurus. So Uranus in Taurus is shaking up your sense of security, your self-worth, your values, and the connection to the moon is maybe uh, shaking your emotions in some way, but shaking your, your emotions in relation to your past and really looking at your past and your upbringing, your childhood, your ancestors. Uh, what is it about these areas that brought about your sense of self-worth and values? And how are these values and your self-worth being shaken in some way? Maybe it's being shaken because there's something about your past that needs to be brought up again, that needs to be faced. And yeah. maybe there are some values that need to be cleared, that need to be released. It's like, you know what? I picked this up because I learned this in childhood, but it, it, it doesn't really fit into my life anymore. So I'm going yeah. to claim independence from these old values that are no longer really identifying me. And then this is Uranus. Yeah. Yes. So, so it made me think like, not like a seeker, but like the revolution or unexpected, like something from your childhood or your past that you didn't see before as having that effect on you. And all of a sudden you're able to delve into your past and you've kind of pinpointed the thing that maybe was always there, but you're like, Oh my God, I didn't even notice. Like, that's why I am the way that I am. And like you said, Maybe clearing that out, you're like, that's not even, that's not part of who I am anymore. So I don't need to use that old value system. I can clear it out and now I can feel lighter because that's not even, it's just something from my childhood or a past partner or something that got stuck in there at some point. Yes. Love that. Love that. Absolutely. Okay. Moving to Thursday, Eek. April 27th. Yeah. Oh, here's, no. here's where it gets tense. And that's why you want to clear that stuff out earlier in the week because it's going to get more dicey by the time we get to Thursday when we're looking at uh, the moon, which is now moved into the fixed fire sign symbolized by the lion, Leo, squaring off with the sun in Taurus and Chiron in Aries, squaring off with Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict in cancer so a lot of tension here this is really some sort of emotional discordance some sort of emotional conflict coming up there's a conflict between like what you want in your heart so bad i want this so bad i feel it in my heart but yet I don't have the money to get it or something like that. There's some oh. sort of restriction with money and value and, and the material with the sun in Taurus. And then there's mm. Mars, as we talked about at the top, churning up the past, banging Ugh. that drum in the past, transiting through Cancer, squaring off with Chiron in Aries. Mars rules Aries. So when you think about is there something in your heart that you desire, but you can't have uh, in reality in the material realm? Does this, does this longing for wanting what you want, but not being able to have what you want, is it rooted in some sort of childhood insecurity or familial insecurity or, or some wound from the past? 
And what can you do to face that wound? Rather than hide, it's time to step forward, acknowledge the wound, the pain, the suffering, the insecurity, acknowledge it, face it. And once you do that, then you can work on healing. I was also thinking that yesterday, maybe you were seeing this thing from your past and you were having some compassion for it. There was maybe some healing happening around discovering this thing. But then today you're feeling like the Mars and cancer energy, like the action to kind of like move something from your past, but that's like triggering your um, insecurities. You're like, well, why, maybe why didn't I notice that? Maybe getting hard on yourself of being, allowing whatever the thing you found in there that you want to like take out, like that you allowed that to happen for so long without recognizing it. Yeah. So taking it easy on yourself for Mm -hmm. just now discovering it. Yeah. Now you just want to like rip it out and it's like, well, you still kind of, you have to still be gentle about it. Like it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. when you find it out. So just looking to maybe all the different areas of your life where it may have been impactful and like you, you like to have compassion. Mm Hmm. Yeah, nurturing yourself, being mm-hmm. kind and caring to yourself. You know, that's another note with Mars in Cancer is being courageously kind to yourself, courageously caring to yourself. It sounds so cheesy, but it's like we can get really down on ourselves and it really like fucks up your mental health. And Sometimes you just got to be gentle. If your best friend called you and said like, dude, I just fucking realized some horrible shit about my childhood that's I've been letting affect me forever. And now I'm pissed. I'm pissed mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. How could like, I do you- that? How could I be dealing with this for so long? Yeah. And not know. Yeah. Yeah. So just being, if you were, if your best friend called you, you wouldn't be like, yeah, you're such an idiot. <laughs> you should have noticed. Yeah. You know, you'd be yeah. like, yeah, of course you're upset, but it's okay. It's okay to be upset about it. Like maybe allowing yourself to be upset, but also not getting like, like, don't be mean to yourself, even though you can acknowledge it's upsetting to realize what has happened, but kind of separating mm-hmm. yourself and saying, I'm upset for how all the ways it's touched my life, but being able to not like, you know, let it pull you down Mm, and allowing mm -hmm. that to kind of awaken you and maybe feel like excited that you're going to feel lighter as you, you know, clear all of this stuff out. Mm, Yes. Like cleaning all the stuff out is hard work. It is. So so that can be like scary and like a lot of, uh, you know, once you realize, you know, you start cleaning out your closet halfway through you're like fuck i have so much shit everywhere i just gotta cram it all back in there like that's too much to deal with but it's like okay just slowing down taking it easy just finishing the project and being gentle and slow with yourself i really i had i always have this metaphor with the closet because it's a recurring thing for me like my guy was over he was helping me clear out a bunch of stuff from my like laundry room and went through all these boxes from like memories stuff and like paperwork which was the whole thing was kind of humiliating he was very kind but i was like oh my god then i got to my closet and i literally just started crying after i took all my clothes out i was just like i can't handle all of this stuff like i can't mm. you know he, he, in the end he was like you just need to eat something like you had a long day we did a lot of stuff like we'll just eat you're gonna put it away you know but to myself i was just like oh my god i can't deal with one more thing that I recognize that I like neglected my closet and I was just, it's too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So, you know, reminding yourself if you're going to be there for somebody else, you're going to be nice and gentle and sweet and be like, okay, it's fine. It's fine to be upset, but like you can finish it and maybe you just need some food and some water 
and you know take a little nap <laughs> it's such a great point you know to be nice to yourself just like you would be nice to someone else sometimes the hardest per the person you're hardest on is yourself totally and it's not really fair to you no so continuing to friday april 28th we've got the moon continuing on through leo now squaring off with uranus in taurus so yesterday a couple squares today another square this is opening your heart again that leo energy what expressing your emotions boldly like the lion courageously from your heart and and really thinking about the radical changes that you might want to make in terms of your 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 material, your relationship to the material. What radical changes do you want to make in your relationship to the material that will be more reflective of what's in your heart? It may be very difficult. Uh, there may be events that occur today that sort of spark your emotions in an unexpected way. And just be mindful, be aware of, oh, yeah, I, I, I did have an unexpected emotional outburst today. What was that centered around? And how do I recalibrate that to secure my self-worth and what's in my heart? I'm thinking since it is a square, like maybe you're having this aha moment about your self-worth or you're having a revolution to yourself. Something is shifting in your self-worth. But just because this Leo, uh, this moon in Leo energy where you are supposed to be courageous, being courageous doesn't mean it's not scary to do something new and to step into this new part of yourself you might have discovered. Like, even though that's what you should be doing, like maybe we're being reminded that we actually need to step into that, although it will be uncomfortable. It is a square. Mm -hmm. It's going to be awkward and scary to really put your heart out there. But that doesn't mean you're not supposed to do it just because you're scared. That's what courage is about. Is doing exactly it, doing it, even though you're scared. What is what is being courageous if you're never, if you're only going after things that you're not afraid of? Yeah, you that's know, not the whole point that's of courage. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. The whole point of courage is being scared shitless, but doing it anyway. Yeah, a hundred percent. So that's where we're at. And speaking of courage. On Saturday, April 29th, we've got Mars, uh, the planet of courage, transiting through Cancer, forming that positive sextile with Uranus in Taurus. So let's think about this. You know, it's like creating, creating a courageous look, taking a courageous look at your past, your roots, your upbringing, your childhood. It's not easy. To look no. back at the past and say, oh, yeah, I love looking back at my childhood. It was all sunshines and rainbows. It, no, everybody, most people, you know, look back at their childhood and like, oh, God, yeah, I don't want to remember that. I was that way when I was in high school or whatever, yeah. what, you know, and all these sorts of things. We got to go back there. You know, we got to go back to those scary places when we were vulnerable, when we were afraid because we were yeah. a child or a teenager and we didn't know anything about anything. And we're just doing whatever we can to survive in the world. And so this coming into contact in a positive way, this energy 
with the revolutionary energy of Uranus in Taurus, it's it's hopefully you know how can you revolutionize how can you revolutionize your self worth and what you value based on having a new perspective of your past where you can appreciate yourself. I love that. Past. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely like flipping the script, being able to yes. appreciate those things that you noticed. I mean, I think we touched on it maybe last week where um, like recognizing these faults that we've had in the past or uncomfortable times in our life, once we're able to heal from it and we share it with other people, that's the part where you're like, oh, it's a that fucked up stuff is now a gift because now I can help other people heal from this and I wouldn't be able to connect with them otherwise if I didn't have this experience. Like obviously in the moment it fucking sucked, <laughs> but now I can appreciate that I've had tough times and healed from them because mm -hmm. it makes it. us human yes exactly i mean what person out there is like oh yeah my life has been perfect since day one no and then we like want to <laughs> connect with that person and we feel seen by them it's like you know people are like watching the kardashians they have all this money and all this like you know privilege to be able to have the lives they live it's like no one's looking to them to feel like more human about themselves it's like we're looking at people who have had like a more of a struggle like we we connect mm -hmm. with people who have struggled through the same things that we have i don't know if the kardashians mm -hmm. are even a good example because i honestly don't watch them i was just trying to think of a, a celebrity you know you know dream life that we not connected to things that we might have um, gone through in the yeah. past yeah yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure they've gone through their own shit, but I, I, I don't know if a good. Oh, totally. You know, okay. they've all been like divorced and, you know, and it, yeah, dealt with heartbreak or whatever. I mean, I think that's why people generally are fascinated by celebrity because you see these people that are supposedly living these glamorous lives that, that are untouchable. And, but then you see horrible things happen to them. It's like, oh, wow, they're, yeah, they're, they're a human being too. Mm -hmm. You know, life is not easy er just because you're faint, rich and famous. You know, there's certain things that might we be easier experience. about it, but there's, yeah, they're still dealing with the challenges of life. Nobody gets out of here alive <laughs> without some pain and suffering. Nobody gets out of here and alive. So, no, no one does. <laughs> We're stuck. So we got to deal with our shit. And so finally, on Sunday, April 30th, we've got the moon, which is transited into the mutable earth sign symbolized by the Virgin, Virgo, opposing Saturn in Pisces. Mm. So the moon in Virgo brings that critical emotional energy to or that critical energy to your emotions it's it's really like it's bringing that emotional sensitivity to all your imperfections it's it's you you just see oh god this is really annoying me that's annoying me this person's annoying me that i love i'm annoying myself i'm you know everything and and I'm so <laughs> but the opposition to saturn is like we have to take a compassionate look at all these 
annoying triggers that are coming up with the moon in Virgo. It's like, okay, yeah, I am being critical to myself right here. And thank you for showing that to me. I need to be more compassionate. I need to commit to doing the work to be more compassionate to myself. So in what ways can you take a critical look at your emotions, what you're feeling, the people that you're most deeply connected to emotionally, the way that you're feeling about them? Can you take a critical look at yourself and others and show yourself compassion, show empathy to others? That's what this final aspect of the week is about. If we're taking responsibility for what's in our psychological baggage, and I mean, it is uncomfortable, but like, and now we're like critiquing our emotions and how that relates to maybe what we've found in, you know, the deep corners of our mind, we're becoming more responsible and kind of, you know, the, the critique is coming out about why we're, why we are the way we are. Why mm-hmm. am I the way that I am? Mm-hmm. Why am I annoying myself? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that was such a great <laughs> phrase that you used. Why am I, like, I'm annoying myself. And you're like, oh, this is why. You're like, oh, okay. I'm seeing why I'm the way that I am. And I think we're just, we're learning about ourselves. And that's not always easy. Sometimes you're like, fuck. I don't want, I don't want to do that anymore. So what do I have to do to change how I am or be more accepting of who I am or be more accepting of who other people are? You know, that critique, we can be critiquing other people. Mm. So reminding ourselves to be compassionate for ourselves and for others, because I feel like you could be very harsh during this time or telling, you know, maybe it's projected onto someone else. Like, why aren't you like take responsibility for all your shit? And like how you're acting and where it's coming from instead of being like, oh, I see where their stuff is coming from. So now I'm going to be more compassionate. Like I feel like in my past, if I was like in my early 20s, I would have been so pissed at my dad, you know, just not understanding that he has his own shit that he's never dealt with. And I feel Mm -hmm. I feel less mad for him. I don't really feel mad. I just feel sad Mm -hmm. that he hasn't been able to give himself compassion or feel like he can't communicate or feel like he's by himself. So he's always just upset about something that is happening that he can't seem to reconcile that makes me feel compassion Mm. for him instead of being the critic yes yes Mm. that's what it's about i think astrology really just helps you like you said have compassion for yourself but also in just having compassion for the people that you're that you have in your life it's really hard Mm-hmm. And I think we can easily get stuck in just being angry at, at people for not being the way that we want them to be. Like nobody is us and we're also, you know, we want them to be the best version of themselves. But it's like, I'm I'm probably not the best version of myself over here either. It's fucking hard. Exactly. And I feel like unless you get really lucky and have like some sort of like divine intervention happening where you're like, oh, I'm mag-, like, I mean, to me, my go to phrase is like, how sick of yourself do you have to be that you have to really get sick of yourself and your situation and what's happening for you to actually take responsibility and do something about it. And until that breaking point of being so sick of whatever is happening that you have, you actually have to take, make the effort to change it. Like not everybody gets to that point or they don't have some sort of anything they connect with. Maybe meditation's not working for them. Astrology doesn't work for them. Like, you have to find something that resonates with you. Maybe it's, you know, boxing or, 
you know, church or, you know, anything where you find some sort of a way for like a release communication, like learning about yourself, pushing yourself, personal growth, like not everyone has those things organically in their lives. So if they don't, mm. like where do they find them? Or even once you start looking at not everything feels good for everybody. So just being compassionate for people are just trying to figure it out and it takes a long fucking time. Yeah. Life doesn't come with a, a handbook. No. Of, this is how you're supposed to do whatever. No, it's it's a it's a series of falling on your face. <laughs> continually for yes. years and years and years until you finally just fall into a hole and they bury you and and then it's over and then you pop back up and fall on yourself again and so your face romantic. again for another yeah. <laughs> i love that yeah yeah Oh my gosh. Thank you, Scott, for always bringing light into this dark place. I feel like life can be very dark, but you know, we're doing, we're working over here on all of our shit and just being able to laugh about how fucked up it all is and how dumb we can be sometimes and how, you know, we can be judgmental and harsh to ourselves and other people. I think these are just all like natural things that humans go through and Mm -hmm. having a place to share with you and connect with other people that are going through the same things makes me feel like, less of an idiot i can be more compassionate with myself when other people are like oh my god me too Mm, love it or like you know that's how i think about my mom or my dad or my sister it's like once you have people that like you're teaching me the meaning of community just by having this podcast and having people that connect with the same things that we talk about here love it it really does help to see someone Mm. else going through something similar Mm. or hearing about it you know Awesome. I appreciate you and I appreciate all of our listeners. Absolutely. We love hearing from you. I feel appreciated you by by you, Ingrid, and by our listeners as well. And I appreciate you and all that you do for the podcast and for me. And and thank you to all of our listeners too for everyone that that listens, that has rated us five stars, that that comments on YouTube and sends me messages on Spotify and Instagram. It's always great to hear from all of you. Very grateful for your presence and all the energy that you bring to this show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you next week, Scott. See you next week, Ingrid. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon, full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.